Today, we are talking about Star Trek, the animated series. What did we love? What did we hate? Which animation cells were reused the most to keep the budget down? It's a valid question. I'm Cam, that's Dan, and we are the Meh Generation. Happy New Year. This is our second series together already. Can you believe that? I can, because I have a good grasp on the passage of time. I do not, apparently. Oh, wow. Okay. I think that, uh, you know, I can see I can see the end now of the our time with the original, the original crew. And, uh, you know, I'm getting... Getting a little reminisce getting a little misty-eyed. I know they, that for they me, are I, don't, I don't have to wait any amount of time, really. They're going to, uh, we're going to start watching the movies this week. Um, I know, but can you imagine experiencing this real time? Right, especially to have to wait from when the series is canceled, animated series, and then after the animated series, the wait to the first motion picture. And then they say there's going to be a new TV series, and it's some other schmucks, and it's all screwing up your timeline, and then you still got to wait years in between movies, and you're like, I don't know about this Picard and this Riker fella. Give me Kirk and Spock. And they're like, we will. (laughs) And then they kill off Spock, and you're like, oh my God, you bastards. And then they bring back Spock, and you're like, oh my God, you bastards. It's just seems like a very emotional, turbulent time for Trekkies. I can only imagine. And it all happened within a very short period of time. Because, I mean, this went off the air in 74. The first movie happened very soon after. And then they just kept making movies. Kept cranking them out. How soon after? 1979. Yeah. Hot. It has a 48 from Metacritic.com. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there are actually lots of experts I'm learning that call Star Trek the Motion Picture their favorite movie of all time. What? And I'm really curious to rewatch it because it, they talk about how it's all the things that Star Trek is supposed to be doing as compared to later movies when they insert a villain. Mm. Fair. So I guess we'll see. Well, yeah, because we've got... Um... God, we have to wait until 94 for Generations? Woof. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, because Next Gen started in 86. Next Gen starts in 86, which is the same year that The Voyage Home comes out. Mm -hmm. Or was it 88? Damn it. I don't know. My timeline is all sorts I think it's 88 or 89. 87. 87. There we go. All right, so we've got the motion picture, Wrath of Khan, The Search for Spock, um, The Voyage Home. The Voyage Home. The Final Frontier, which sounds like a good place to end, but no, they got to do the Undiscovered Country. And I'm really glad they did. And you'll be too. (laughs) Anyway, we're talking about the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dan, did you know that this is the first Star Trek series to win an Emmy Award? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. And do you know what episode it was? Tell me. 
<laughs> How sharper than a serpent's tooth. You shut up. That won an won Emmy? A daytime Emmy for Award what? An outstanding entertainment children's series in 1975. Well, I don't think uh, anything that's about a, a flying serpent god is really for children, but still, good for them. <laughs> I, I always found that factoid fascinating because, you know, of all the things that <laughs> this show is, you wouldn't think it'd win an Emmy, but it did. Well, yeah, look at that children's series good for them another interesting factoid is this is just one of three times in canon that a woman takes command of the enterprise which is a bummer (laughs) huh when exactly when when they all the men were the other two were actually in the animated series the first was the cage and the final was turnabout intruder Gotcha. Another interesting thing is that Star Trek the Animated Series has been taken in and out of canon more than any other entity in Star Trek. Besides the novels, because no one cares. You're really insistent on that. And there's got to be some poor Trekkie out there who's like, I love the novels. I mean, I also love the novels, the ones that I've read. My favorite sci-fi author writes a ton of Star Trek novels. And who is your favorite sci-fi author? Alan Dean Foster. Alan Dean Foster? Alan Dean Foster. Yes. He is my neighbor. Is he really? (laughs) No relation. It's a different guy. This guy sells used cars, but that's really cool. Yeah. Well, he wrote my favorite book series of all time, and he also writes a lot for Star Wars. He, you know, is very versatile. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Splinter the Mind's Eye, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was your favorite series of all time that he wrote? Spellsinger. Spellsinger, huh? Yes. Is that about people who do magic with songs? Yes. Boo! You don't get to boo it. You haven't read it. Boo! It's everything that I love. It's fantasy, it's sci-fi, and it's... Wow, eight song, eight, eight books in the Spellsinger series. Yikes. Yep. Woof. Man, this guy is prolific. He Seems is prolific. Like he's semi-retired now, though. Yeah, he is, unfortunately. Yeah. Although he has a book that came out this year called Relic. Well, I mean, he doesn't do eight books a year anymore, but. Yeah, damn. Working author. Yep. Killing it. Mm-hmm. No, I would highly recommend it. It's whimsy and fantasy and they're hilarious but also touching and there's a giant otter named mudge and it's (laughs) fantastic okay well i'll i'll talk more about it after this so (laughs) after crunching some numbers which is what i want to do apparently on this series we liked the animated series more than we liked the original series, Daniel. What's this we, Kimosabi? <laughs> I mean both of us. I mean for season one, we gave the animated series, I gave it a 3.734 all in. You gave season one, I gave season one of the original series 3.4. You gave season one of the animated series a 2.953 you gave season one a 3.1, so you liked it more. But the numbers do even out. 
the numbers do even out. And conversely, um, you liked the end. You asked me to run a series of numbers about comparing the first 22 episodes of the original series to the animated series so that it would be a fair comparison. That doesn't sound like something I would say. You you did. Really? Because that would require forethought and care, and I don't seem to bring that to this podcast, but (laughs) go on. Do you bring that to any podcast that you do? Fuck you, Cameron. (laughs) Fuck you. I mean, probably slow claps and rewrites. I would imagine that you bring Karen. You know what? Just read the thing that I so painstakingly asked you to do. (laughs) All right. So the first 22 episode comparison. I gave the original series a 3.22 and you gave it a 3.76 as compared to our 3.73 and 2.95. Huh. So I did like the beginning of the original series quite a bit. Yes, you did. It was the end that really killed that average. <laughs> yep. Yep. You liked it more than I did, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think we there were a couple early episodes there that really just, you know, I loved. What can I say? Yeah. I th- you know, I, I think a, a couple like Dagger of the Mind and, uh, oh, City on the Edge of Forever, obviously. but Obviously. Obviously. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. But yeah, stuff like that. Um, But yeah, and then for season two, I gave it an overall of 3.8, and you gave it a 3.125 as compared to a 3.4 and a 2.8. Well, to be fair, (laughs) the Practical Joker really destroyed... No, no, yeah. The Practical Joker destroyed our season two average for the animated series. It's true. I hated that episode. It was so (laughs) dumb, Cameron. It was as bad as the Infinite Vulcan. Now, the Infinite Vulcan was worse, but... Here's the interesting thing, though. All in, I gave the animated series a 3.67 as compared to a 3.32. And you gave it a 3.039 as compared to a 2.86. And together... We gave it a 3.403 as compared to a 3.09. Wow. Was that interesting, ladies and gentlemen? Was that interesting to you? <laughs> Do you need us to put these numbers up on the screen so you can track it? <laughs> Cameron, I get these mean... people a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fascinating because we did end up liking the animated series just on average more than we liked the original series. Well, I will say the half-hour time slot, I think, helps a lot because there's less opportunity for them to fuck shit up, drag shit on, <laughs> um, make shit shitty. Just so They just have less time to blow it. <laughs> you know, you have half... A, you got 25 minutes instead of 50 yep. to really crush it. Just nail it. And they And they do. A lot more they, I mean, often. Yeah, I agree. And the characters remain their charming selves. We lose your least favorite character. So, I mean, that's got to be some bonus points. My least favorite character? Yeah, Chekhov. Oh, Chekhov's hardly my least favorite character. <laughs> when well, Hardcourt Fenton Mud exists, how can Chekhov be my least favorite character? Yep. Yeah, yep. I said it, Trekkies. Come at me. Come at me. 
Don't no. at me. I, yeah, at there me. is no Chekhov. That honestly does help quite a bit because, God, Chekhov drags down seasons two and three. Oh, <laughs> he's so annoying and not that young. He acts so young, but I'm like, you look like you're 40. <laughs> I am fresh out of academy. Look at my youthful haircut. Pay no mind to crow's feet and tired expression. <laughs> I did not miss him one bit in the animated series. And I was really pleased to see new and rotating bridge crew that weren't written out of the show. Like I, I, I know. Like, I like that we could have a new character introduced and go, well, are you going to go native, die tragically, sacrifice yourself, or decide to stay behind and work on your research? <laughs> Instead, when we had a new character in the animated series, it's like, oh, great. They might come back later or not. And it's okay. And it's just fine. Mm -hmm. And we love that. And that makes it seem more like a military operation and a little less like the game of operation, which sometimes (laughs) the original series seemed like. A little bit, yeah. You touch the sides, you're going to be destroyed by a super bean. It's like Operation and Bingo put together. Ooh, I like Bingo. Darling, are you all right? I need you. Badly. Yeah, I liked the uh, introduction of Arix and Emtris and, uh, you know, Walking Bear, even though he got way less time. Um, There were a few others. They don't really matter that much. But we also, uh, thanks to the animated series, know that there is a giant fucking spock clone still out there somewhere (laughs) spock 2 there is a giant fucking spock clone out there somewhere and i love that yeah that's uh pretty neat we also uh thanks to the animated series know that there are creatures in the universe who are able to propel themselves with flatulence And that's just part of themselves. All parts of themselves. Their their every limb is a, an individual fart machine, really. <laughs> we also know that uh there is an alternate universe where beings come out fully formed and ancient, so they come out of your womb and literally destroy you as an old person, and then you die as a baby. That's we also Got to see Kirk as a jerk uniforms and <laughs> idiot test obelisks and deranged love drugs and shrunken cities and a whole mess of creepy ass psychics. We also uh, got to watch the crew of the Enterprise practice witchcraft. We did. <laughs> Which they were adept at immediately. <laughs> um, we got to watch the the men of the enterprise get uh, summoned down to be basically fuck slaves for uh, yeah. some, some ladies. We got to experience Spock's gently hovering hands. Yep. And uh, a, a wonderful look into Spock's past. That yes. Was delightful and provided insight. Yes. Um, we got to see <laughs> Murr Spock and Murr Kirk, which <laughs> You know, I think is lying face down in semen. One of the best parts of the animated series. It's 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 one of my dearest memories from from watching this. 
<laughs> what? What's one of your dearest memories? The little the little Merspock. <laughs> <laughs> little Merspock. I know. Well, my favorite is, of course, fat ass triples. <laughs> I know you love them fat ass triples. Those <laughs> diabetic triples. Those morbidly obese triples. <laughs> Who can jump really high, apparently? Yeah, right? I'm like, good for you. Sorry I was being sizest before, Tribbles. <laughs> and you, know, you fat-ass Tribbles. <laughs> you fat-ass Tribbles. And we also got to see one of my other favorite things. What's that? The slaver culture. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all in all, I had a great time i this is way better than i remembered it being it's fun it's worth uh it's worth cruising through um i think that we didn't have any crew deaths so that was a little disappointing we didn't have any deaths at all actually we had some that happened during episodes and we had some illness but we had no permanent death right no red shirt death um, we had no. a failed prosecution, you know. Uh, yeah, we... we really needed Robert Mueller on the case to go after McCoy for his war crimes. With his 17 investigations going on that we know of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 17. Um, I also, I mean, just to touch back, I love that Leonard Nimoy demanded that Nichelle Nichols and George Takei were cast. And then this, George Takei was like, see you later, suckers. I'm going to go do other things. <laughs> but I'm still bored. Gotta, still got to collect that paycheck. Right. And he did a couple alternate voices. But I think my favorite thing about the animated series was that James Duhan... Well, and Michelle Nichols and Magel Barrett, but specifically James Duhan demonstrated his vocal prowess. He it was at least three everyone. characters an episode. At least. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really fucking impressive. Two characters in the same scene talking to each other. And, yes. And you know, there there were some overlap, there were some similarities, but uh, you know what? Same thing with Seth MacFarlane. All, yep. Some of his voices sound uh, almost the same. So, yeah, the and doctor he's a billionaire. and the dad. Yeah, which they've referenced because it's Family Guy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I uh, I'm really gonna miss. I'm really gonna miss this, Dan. Well, you don't have to miss it, Cameron. It's preserved on the internet forever. If you're ever <laughs> feeling sappy and sentimental, you can listen to one of these episodes. I go, can. Oh yeah, there was that time with the farting, or oh yeah, <laughs> there was that time with the time travel. I will never forget the oh, farting. Oh yeah, there was that time with the creepy ass porn stash guy who was like, "Can you love this?" <laughs> and then there was the time that he haunted Uhura. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Cameron, I think the bad animation is what I will remember most from unblinking, unchanging expressions to mouths not synced up with dialogue to anytime someone gets more than 10 feet away, them being completely just a black outline because it was faster to animate. So look at all these shadow people running away. <laughs> look at these beautiful, sleek swimming bodies that have you know webbed fingers but aren't using them 
Well, to be fair, I well, have a okay, tail. Okay, here's my that question then. Are you going to remember the bad animation fondly because it's tied with these characters and these adventures, or are you just going to remember it for what it is? I think I'm going to remember the animation fondly because they never animated Chekhov, so that's nice. But <laughs> I'm also a, a I'm a pretty big fan of animation in general, and this is this is poor quality. It just is. It's not like there were episodes of the original series where all of a sudden they do some camera work that was just exceptional. And I was like, oh man, that's great. But the camera work was never atrocious most of the time. Whereas here, the animation was never really good. There were never good moments of animation. It was all pretty bad. Uh, but some of it was awful and some of it was serviceable. Um, but there was never any stellar moments where you were like, wow, I can't believe they drew that. It's like, wow, I can't believe they drew that one time and used it over and over and over and <laughs> over and over and over and over. But I mean, I that's that's genuinely why I think of this so fondly. I loved the design of a lot of the alien races and background work and stuff. And some things were animated well for a second, but then they just used the same thing over and over again. Like, um, what's his face? The flying snake guy, uh, Kegel's con. Um, <laughs> Boy, that's disrespectful. Hey, you know what? I was sitting on that one for a while, but your internet connection got shitty and you couldn't hear it. So I had to save it. <laughs> Could you get that excited over a cup of coffee? Oh, uh, well, what was your favorite rating system that we used, Dan? My favorite rating system was giant fucking Spock clones. <laughs> even though I kept yelling it at the microphone. Yes. Even though that was a bitch to edit, I, I did love the giant fucking Spock clones. I think my favorite was glowy soul looped loops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, from the Jihad. <laughs> God, so many warrior cultures just being all pissy of like we need to be, we need to make our warrior culture great again. Yeah, sounds familiar. I also a close second though is blue, then green, then red. Play grid and crew members. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, perpetually farting floating heads. <laughs> you get a slow clap for that one, buddy. Uh, Thanks, pal. I appreciate it. I mean, I maybe came up with it. Who knows? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't no, matter. no, it was me. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, it could have been me, but whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and I'm equally proud and ashamed. <laughs> I had to recharge. There was not enough flatulence. <laughs> Obey me. Oh, and Oh Baby, which was, uh, that was oh, the baby first was, episode. Oh Baby was maybe our Rojan of this series. <laughs> oh Baby. <laughs> and of course, it's Jaya. <laughs> God. Oh, that I think had my favorite line of the entire animated series. I mean, there are a lot of good ones. Kirk did some lecturing, so that's always fun. He just loves to lecture. But uh <laughs> Yes he does. But my 
favorite exchange was when Spock is explaining to Kirk that the only thing that changed in the timeline was that his his childhood dog now died. He said, but he didn't say my childhood dog. He just said a pet. And Kirk responded by saying, that won't change much in time. And Spock said, it might to some. Just wrecked me. So good. So good. Yep. Yesteryear's a great episode. It was. Mm-hmm. You uh, it, you gave it your highest rating. Of course I did. Which also, t- you tied it, actually. You had two high ratings. You gave 4.5s to two episodes, and they were Yesteryear and The Albatross. <laughs> I did like The Albatross. It was, it was really great. Mm-hmm. My favorite episodes that I actually gave fives to were Yesteryear, more Tribbles, more Troubles, and the Albatross as well. I, I loved all of them. Boo Tribbles. Boo <laughs> Tribbles. <laughs> Though I'm not, not going to lie, if uh, Ty, T.Y., the Beanie Baby Company, made Tribbles, <laughs> I'd probably buy a Tribble. <laughs> to set on fire and throw at you, because Tribbles are stupid. Especially if it went... <laughs> well, I mean, if it stupid. did make the noise, that'd be fun. I saw that, but I don't believe it. I I had a great time, Daniel Crary. I really do like doing this with you. I don't know why, but I do. I think... Um, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. You're, I think there's <laughs> there's all kinds of um, uh, like mental abuse reasons that people stay in my life. So whether I've bullied you into submission or made you feel a false sense of belonging that I threatened to take away at any moment like a sociopath, or if um, you've just been conditioned through constant exposure to think that I'm charming. Who knows what it is? Or if I just genuinely enjoy your company. Well, we know it can't be that, Cameron, because that would mean you're (laughs) insane. That must be it, because I am insane. The gods must be crazy, and so are the Camerons. (laughs) This is a good time, and I am so fucking excited we're into the movies now Cameron I am jacked about it so we are going to be back next week with Star Trek the motion motion picture picture. and it's going to be so good I'm I'm very curious to compare it to the episode that they just recycled um (laughs) I'm excited for the cinematography, the lighting, the uniforms. Oh, the uniforms. The refitted Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Saucer and main section. Wah, mm-hmm. wah, wah. There's a Actually lot. Actually called the Enterprise refit. Well, there's a lot I remember. There's a lot I remember thinking, really? This is Star Trek? <laughs> um. And then uh, after that, we get to get to probably the most famous original series movie, probably the most famous Star Trek movie, period. The one that infiltrated pop culture the most because mm-hmm. Ricardo Montalban. Montalbank. Spanklebank? <laughs> Ricardo, Spankle. Ricardo Spanklebank. That's what it was. Christ. On the cross. Cameron, <laughs> looking yes, back... Dan. Um, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be done with the original series crew faster than we realize. 
because we've only got seven movies with them. Um, we're going to go through these original six and then we're going to watch the next generation for like 12 years. And then, that's true. <laughs> so then right when we feel like we've completely forgotten about them, we'll get one last gasp with them before we they're gone forever until we get to see uh, our dear, dear Spock again in the Abrams. Well, but you're f that's not true. You're forgetting that quite a few of the quite a few of our dear original series cast members make appearances in the next generation. Um, Chekhov and McCoy, right? No. No? No. Oh. Well. Anyone else? Mm-hmm. You're just not going to tell me? Nope, you'll have to wait and see. I have IMDb open in front of me. <laughs> I don't got to wait for shit. Several appearances. Sarek makes several appearances, actually. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, if Spock's and coming Scotty. back, I'm super excited. Scotty? James Zuhan? Yeah. yeah. What about Sulu? Um, Not that I'm aware of. God. Not that I remember. Damn it, Sulu. Okay. Well, uh, I'm just starting to get sad that we're not going to be around this crew anymore. I'm not going to be able I to, know. you know make you angry about uh, all my theories about McCoy. I'm not going to be able to well, shit all over how fucking ugly he is and, uh, <laughs> you know, drive you nuts like that. Well, when he's 130 something years old in the next gen, he is, he has not aged well, but considering <laughs> he's 130 something years old, <laughs> still kicking. I've been he's keeping a mad myself scientist. alive with the blood of alien species. <laughs> I'm going to bury you all. The Enterprise is mine. Mine. That's a little preview for the episode of The Next Generation he's on. Because <laughs> he's a fucking madman. He also calls Data Boy, which can be problematic. But Oh, Cameron. Literally everything that has ever happened ever is problematic. That's the understatement of the year. <laughs> uh. Hey, how's about hey. Uh, I see you here next week in two weeks to uh, talk about uh, the animated series. Oh, wait, we're that done with sounds... that. How's about the motion picture? That sounds great, pal. I'll see you then. Yeah. So, for one last time, for the animated series, I just want to wish you all to have a great week, everyone. Keep on tracking. It's going to be fine. It's going to edit together just fine. It's going to edit it together? What's it, Cameron? Me. It's me who's going to piecemeal this piece of shit. <laughs> no, I mean, the pieces are going to edit. Keep laughing. You're laughing your way out of Christmas cookies. <laughs> Not the shortbread. Guess I'll just have to make my own. How dare you? It's my thing. You're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
a Secret Weapon production.